they just have more work-life balance. Their out of office is, I'm off for the entire month of August. I'll get back to you whenever I'm back. The US out of office is, I'll be in surgery on Tuesday, but I'll respond to your emails when I'm in the recovery room, or I'll be skiing in Colorado with my family, but I'll respond to my emails in the mornings for a bit, and if there are any emergencies, here's my personal cell number. Hey, my name is Jordan Gibberson. I'm a Texas girl living and thriving in London. The best thing I've ever done? Moving abroad, hands down, and I'm passionate about helping others do the same. Are you curious about finding a job abroad? You're in the right place, friend. I'll teach you the tried and true secrets of how to make moving abroad a reality for you and how to live a fulfilling life once you get there. We'll cover topics like choosing the best visa for you, how to get a job offer in another country, how to get over your fear of moving abroad, and how to live a life you love once you get there. This is the Move Abroad Podcast. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Move Abroad Podcast. So today I wanted to discuss why living in Europe is better than living in the US. Americans, please don't hate me. Look, Team USA forever, baby. I hesitate to even talk about this because I don't wanna offend anybody, but the truth is if my friends and family didn't live in the US, I'm not sure if I'd ever care to go back. And you know, things change and you never know, like who knows, but maybe someday I'll move back to the States, but I just genuinely do love it here so much. So please don't send me any hate mail. (laughs) I do love the US. It's my home. It's where I grew up. It's where all my people are. You know, it's where my people are, but I do really love it in Europe. I love the lifestyle so much better. It's just a better fit for me and I feel really happy here. So, but again, to each their own people, you know, if you're happy in the States, like by all means, please stay in the States. But I will be talking about why I believe that living in Europe is better than living in the US. But I do have to, you know, play devil's advocate. I am going to give a list of why I think the US is great, some of the things that the US has that Europe doesn't. So definitely, you know, Europe doesn't take everything, but I I do like living in Europe, obviously I'm living over here. So I have thought of a few of the reasons why the US is better than Europe. So one of them is that there is potential to make a much higher salary. And I think that this really depends on your industry and whether you have a college degree. And I think there's a higher disparity in the salaries from the very low end to the high end. Whereas in Europe, you might be able to, I feel like the salaries are a little bit more fair um, and people are able to live off of salaries a little bit better, even on the really low end of the spectrum. But anyways, um, I do think that Sometimes whenever you consider the cost of living with the salary, you might be just as well off in the US versus Europe. It really depends on the cost of living and just different costs. So for example, my phone bill is 15 pounds per month versus, I don't know, how much are your phone bills in the US? 100 plus, I would bet. So that's one example. Um, There's also a ton of public transportation everywhere in Europe. So public transport is a lot less expensive than owning a car. All the costs associated with that, owning the car, paying for the the gas slash petrol is what they call it here, if you're interested. Um, Paying for the insurance, paying for just any damages, paying for 
tires, like all those things, they just really add up and gets really expensive. So that's one just tiny consideration for cost of living. Um, many Europeans have universal healthcare, for example. So I'd have to do a lot of the math to figure out exactly which country you'd be able to live off of better, I guess, with your salary and, and which one would be better. But anyways, I, I will just say that there is potential to make a higher salary and the taxes are a bit lower in the US. Really what I wanted to say here is there is potential to make a higher salary, especially for corporate jobs and um, just different jobs. Like as one last example, and then we're going to move on. I have a friend who's a nurse. She lived in London for a while. The nursing salary in London as a nurse is terrible. I'm just going to look it up right now. So we just know. So, okay. A couple resources are saying that it's like 65,000, 75,000 for a nurse versus in the UK, they're making a whopping 28,000. Um, I mean, even with the conversion for the pounds versus dollars, I mean, it's a crazy difference. Anyways, moving on. The second point that I wanted to mention is that you have more space for bigger houses and bigger backyards in the U.S., this is definitely true. Again, I mean, it really, I mean, maybe if you're living in New York, yeah, you're going to have a smaller house and backyard. But in the US, typically you're going to have much bigger houses, much bigger backyards, much more bang for your buck. Whereas in Europe, a lot of times the houses tend to be smaller, but it really depends on where you're living, the country, uh, the area. It really does depend. But that is one thing that the US could win in. There is also some A-plus nature around the U.S. There's lots of travel opportunities, even within the U.S., to see lots of amazing nature, amazing beaches, amazing mountains. I mean, you can find just such great variety there. I think that might be a big reason why 63% of Americans don't have a passport. Only 37% of Americans have a passport. So a lot of Americans have not even left. But, I mean, honestly, who can blame them? The U.S. is so big. There's so many travel opportunities just within our own country. So that could be a win is that there's some really great nature, really great travel opportunities within our own country. Another point is that if you are an American living in the US, you fit right in because there are a whole lot of people who are very similar, almost exactly like you and have a very similar mindset. I've tried explaining this phenomenon to people and you just really won't completely understand it until you're living in a place where most people are not like you. It's like when you are like everyone else, you feel a sense of belonging. You feel more understood. You have a baseline level of trust with somebody that you just meet because you can place what they're all about, their background, how they think about life. You can predict their actions and thoughts, which gives you a sense of control almost and peace as you speak with them. It sounds more dramatic than it actually is. This is a very subtle phenomenon. It's hardly palpable, but it is noticeable nonetheless. It's something that I've noticed in living here is that whenever I go back to the States, everyone is really, really similar. And you just almost, I would just kind of put it all down to like a similar mindset and you have a baseline level of trust and understanding between one another versus if you're from Atlanta, Georgia, and then you're moving to Israel, like all the people are just going to be so different from you. They just have very different mindsets, very different upbringings. And it's harder to just feel like you have a basic level of like trust and understanding between one another because you're so different. So anyways, if you're an American living in the US, you just fit right in and it it's nice. Uh, another point is that Americans are generally really kind to one another. We have a very positive mindset. We have a really great work ethic. We're generally pretty warm and kind. 
we think we are the best country in the world. And I'm not saying that as a negative thing, actually. I'd say that, you know, there are a lot of people that don't think that we're the best country in the world. But what I will say is that we do not look up to another country as being the best. Even with all of our faults, other countries, they always look up to us in the U.S., My point here is that we are still a leading country in the U.S. And yes, there is talk about the U.S. maybe not being the best anymore and things changing and the politics are, it's a very strange time in politics right now and I'm not going to get into all that. But my point is that we still are the leader in terms of trends that are set, um, how we're shaping our culture as a country. A lot of other countries do look up to us and a lot of the trends and just things that we do in the US, I think do slowly seep into other countries a couple years after us because again, a lot of countries do look up to us in a lot of different ways. But I'd say that, yeah, we don't really look up to another country or feel like another country is leading us. We are the ones that lead. And that's a really incredible and interesting opportunity, I think, even as things are shifting and changing over time. Okay. I would say also that we are really great at chatting with strangers as Americans and we smile a lot. I have gotten comments about this many times that people know that I'm American automatically because I smile a lot, which I've found really interesting. So I want to say, of course, there are many an exception to all these things. Obviously, everyone is very different in the States. Like, yes, of course. Um, But I would say that the general culture is what I just talked about. Those are things that I do miss whenever I'm living abroad. So those are all the things that are great about Team USA. Team USA all the way. But then I also want to talk about why I think that Europe is better. So point number one, have you seen Europe? I mean, come on. It's a freaking stunner. I've sat in pubs in the UK that have literally been around longer than the US has even been a country. I've stood in front of art from the 1500s. I've seen crumbling buildings from the Roman era. If you love history and architecture, Europe is an absolute treat. I mean, it's just, you can't find anything like that in the States, really. There's, I mean, maybe you could say Boston has a similar feel or New York has some older buildings, but I mean, you guys, I Europe is just really beautiful. There's it's just stunning, like to each their own. But I just think that it's a really beautiful place to to live. Um, the next point I want to make is that it has a more relaxed lifestyle. I mean, after work, they meet up for dinner and drinks on a work day. Europeans enjoy weekends, but they they don't necessarily just live for the weekends as much as Americans do. Aperol spritz on a Monday. Yes, thank you very much. So I would just say they just have yeah, that brings me to my next point really, is they just have more work-life balance. Their out of office is, I'm off for the entire month of August. I'll get back to you whenever I'm back. The US out of office is, I'll be in surgery on Tuesday, but I'll respond to your emails when I'm in the recovery room. Or I'll be skiing in Colorado with my family, but I'll respond to my emails in the mornings for a bit. And if there are any emergencies, here's my personal cell number. Like, no, just no. I will say I went on a ski trip with my friends a few years ago, and I remember that in the mornings they were on PTO and they would respond to their emails. They would be on their laptops and doing a couple quick tasks for 30 minutes to an hour. I know it's not that long, but no, like, no, you're off. I feel like Americans just have this really big hustle culture and it is really amazing that we're working so hard and we're pushing to progress and everything like that. 
However, it is at the sacrifice of our personal lives. And of course, some people have more balance than others, but, and it also always depends on your company that you work for. I would just say that generally speaking, Europeans have a bit more work-life balance than we do in the States. Another point that I wanted to make is that countries in Europe have healthcare for everybody. It is uncomplicated compared to the U.S. for sure. In the U.S., you have to have insurance, but many things aren't covered and every visit leads to many fees that you have to pay that you weren't expecting. It happens all the time. There's really weird rules about certain doctors cover different insurances and it's just a very complicated system. It's complicated to figure out and even with insurance, you have to fight insurance companies to get them to pay for things. And even with insurance, things are so expensive. Y'all, I mentioned this story one time already, but I had to go to the hospital in not this past February, but the February before. And for the test that I had, I did a quick Google online and it would have been 2000 just for the tests alone. I don't even know how much it would have cost just to be in the hospital and visit the hospital, but it was just a crazy cost. Like 2000 is not even that much compared to some other things you have to pay for, but I walked out completely free. I didn't have to pay anything, not one penny. So that is something that is really nice about Europe is a lot of countries have healthcare for everybody and it is free. And if you do want private healthcare in Europe, then you can pay for private healthcare, but it's not that expensive. It's only like 50 euros for a month or something for private healthcare, which is much more affordable than other options in the U.S. Another reason why Europe is better than the U.S. is because there is more support for building families. Some countries provide free or affordable child care, and they have between, it varies, but between 20 to 60 weeks of maternity care on average, and they also offer paternity care as well. So just a few examples that I found. In Spain, they offer an average of 16 weeks maternity leave with 100% pay. In France, they offer 28 weeks of maternity leave with 20% average pay. In the UK, they offer 40 weeks of maternity leave at 30% pay. In Sweden, they offer 55 weeks at 62% pay. And in Romania, they offer 108 weeks maternity leave at 85% pay. These are, of course, just averages. It really depends on the company that you work for and what you're doing. I know that in my job, for example, and a lot of corporate jobs in the UK, in London at least, they pay uh, 80% of your pay for the average is 40 weeks maternity leave. So it really depends on the company and their policy, what they have. These are just the averages, but it is really interesting to look at just they do provide childcare in a lot of places and they have such long maternity leave and they're not allowed to give your job away. So it does encourage women to be able to have babies and still be able to come back into the workplace without being away from the workplace for forever and then needing to let your job go because you're only allowed to be out of work for six weeks as a woman or whatever it is at your company, but six weeks I feel like is pretty typical. And then you have to find a job afterwards, but you've been out of the workforce for a little while and it's harder to get a job. And so, yeah, it's that is something that is just yeah, really great about Europe. Another point is that there are opportunities to travel on a one to three hour flight and you can be in a different country with different language, different culture, different food, etc. And that is amazing. I recently booked a last minute flight to Geneva, Switzerland, and it was like an hour and a half flight. Super easy weekend trip. I had a great time. I mean, you know, hour and a half to be in Switzerland in the mountains. 
I was swimming in the lake in Geneva. It was clear, stunning, like amazing. I got a break from being in London and it's super easy. I need to do that more often. So really, really great travel opportunities. I mean, also if you wanted to go somewhere in Africa or a Middle Eastern country, like it's just a lot more accessible. It's a lot faster to get to. So really, really great travel opportunities from Europe. Another point is that the food in Europe is typically better for you. This is, I mean, just a couple examples. They don't do fake butter or Splenda as much over here. They're a lot stricter on what can and can't be used in food. So like the chemicals in food, for example. Um, I found a statistic that said the EU commission said by 2030, 25% of EU farmland will be farmed organically. And the latest data shows that less than 1% of the farmland in America is organic, less than 1%. So in the U.S., we're typically seeing politicians supporting more chemical agriculture and not organic, while organic and nonprofit organizations, they try to make progress on this. Um, The U.S. government is not really seen as supporting this as much, and when we buy organic food in Europe, it is seen as being a bit more affordable than what we would typically pay in the U.S. This is just an example on organic food, but I would say that typically, this is again on average, but the food just tends to be a bit better quality for you. And on that, Europe tends to have a bit healthier of a lifestyle, speaking generally. People walk everywhere. That is a lot more typical, especially we have public transportation. So, I mean, I walk to the tube station. It's like a 13-minute walk or like a like a three or four-minute cycle for me. Whereas in the U.S., like if I go to a shopping center, it was very typical of us. And I tell my friends hear this all the time and they laugh at me. So we would go to a shop in our car and we would try to find princess parking, right? We're trying to find the closest parking spot to be able to get into Target that we can possibly find. We park in that parking spot, we go shopping and then we have our bags. We put in the car and we're like, okay, well, let's drive to the next door. Even if the next door is like three, four shops down, like we're not walking. Like even if it's less than a five minute walk, like no, we're not walking, we're driving. We'll drive and repark and try to find princess parking again, the closest parking spot we can find and then go into the next shop that we're going to instead of walking. It's just, we just don't like walking. We love driving everywhere. Um, And it's just not, in the US, just towns are not as walkable typically. It's just not as safe. You can't just walk along the highway to wherever you're going. I remember talking to a woman when I was living in Brighton and she was like, yeah, I'm in the US and on my maps, it said that it was a 20 minute walk to get to where I was going and 20 minutes is nothing. So she started walking, but it was like kind of along a highway and she had someone that was like, what are you doing? Like, you can't do that. (laughs) It's not safe. Um, But she was like, oh, I'm just so used to walking everywhere. So definitely there's places where in Europe people are still driving everywhere they go. They're not walking as much, but I would say on average, just because there's more public transportation, people just generally are walking everywhere a lot more and there is a bit healthier of a lifestyle generally. Um, Another point that I want to make is that there is more of a sense of community. The way that I would kind of describe this is because there's more public transportation and there's more... um, I guess main streets where people are shopping on a lot more often. It just, you're just kind of living in and amongst the people in your community a bit more, I think. 
Just as an example, I walk to my hair stylist down the street. It's like a three minute walk for me. That's where I go get my hair done at the little cafe next door. A lot of the people that go there live in the local neighborhood. I go there sometimes and work there or grab a coffee there and like the people like they just all know each other. Um, If I'm walking down the main street, there's a lot of just you have your regular um, coffee shop, your regular cafe, you have, there's a place that I go to to get just like random stuff. Like if I needed to get, um, I bought like a duffel bag there one time. So it's just like on the main street, I think people just are walking and just spending more time in their local community. Whereas in the US, I think we're just driving a lot more. um, I don't know. I just feel like in the US, we're just not as connected with our local community. You can get by a lot more with not seeing people as much. Whereas here, I guess because you're walking a lot more, it's very walkable. And I just, I walk to a lot of the places that I go to get my things or I'll like cycle and I'm kind of staying with my community. Yeah, I just feel like there's a bit more of a sense of community around Europe. Another point that I wanted to make is that Europe is generally safer than the U.S., So the U.S. is actually ranked 129th of the safest countries in the world. I was actually really shocked by this. I didn't realize how bad the U.S. was. So there are 25, this this, uh, website, and I can put this in the show notes, the 25 safest countries in the world, they were listed, and 18 of the 25 safest countries in the world are all in Europe. I was actually a little bit surprised by that, but Europe is very safe. I knew that already, but I was surprised that 18 of the 25 safest countries in the world are all in Europe and the U.S. is ranked 129th. Like, that's pretty bad. Um, I also found out theft, normal theft and auto theft in the U.S. were approximately twice as high as Europe. I was actually very surprised by this because I thought that pickpocketing is is a big thing around Europe, especially big European cities. I've had two people try to get into the same backpack while I was traveling, trying to steal my wallet or phone or whatever. Both times they were unsuccessful, but I have had that happen to me a couple times. So I just figured that theft would be a lot bigger in Europe, but no, it is apparently not. Uh, apparently the US is worse in terms of theft and auto theft. And then... The last thing that I wanted to mention, guns. Um, I grew up around guns. I'm used to having guns around. It's just, I live in the South. It's just a big thing. If my brother and dad knew that I was dissing guns, I feel like I would get a stern talking to about how they provided our family safety. But I did want to know as well that there are 123 times more gun-related deaths in the U.S. than Europe. That's probably not super shocking for people, but the gun deaths in the U.S. are extremely high. The total gun, like Brazil has actually the top gun deaths in the world. This was from 2019 at 49,000 and the U.S. had 37,000 deaths uh, caused by guns in 2019, whereas a lot of Europe, it's like 100 deaths per year, 200 deaths per year. And I can bet you that it's probably gang or drug related. I don't know. I'm making that up, but I wouldn't be surprised. So anyways, um, point of the story is that Europe is safer than the U.S. on average. Another point I wanted to make is that there are a lot more government welfare programs to help the masses. Some examples are universal health care, free education system, 
like higher education, there are stronger labor protections and regulations. There are very generous welfare programs in areas such as unemployment insurance, retirement pensions, and public housing. So all of these programs are better for the masses. That is definitely the case for Europe. Another point is that Europeans don't have as much debt as Americans who nearly have $1 trillion in credit card debt. Y'all, if you want to go down a rabbit hole, start looking into debt in different countries and the history and the many factors that are at play in debt. I have been learning a lot more about debt. There's some debt that's healthy debt. There's some debt that you just want to get rid of. Anyways, if you want to go down a rabbit hole, start looking into debt because man, oh man, I think I wasted at least 30 minutes going down this big rabbit hole. So yeah, the point is Europeans typically don't have as much debt, especially credit card debt. So yeah, I don't know what that's saying about Americans, but um, again, if you want to go down a rabbit hole, you can look into that. And the last thing that I want to mention about why Europe is so much better than the US is that living here feels like a fairy tale. Not always, but a lot of the time it does. I've been here almost four years and it still feels magical to me. I mean, I am walking out of my Victorian flat that was built in the mid 1800s to my hairdressers. That's a three minute walk down the streets. They're all from Poland. They're speaking in Polish. Like, I love it. I ride my bike to the local coffee shop to work in the afternoon sometimes. And I ride my bike to the local flower market on the first Sunday of every month. And I get flowers for my boy, George. And then we have a quick chat. And then I go to a cute little cafe for lunch and I have a coffee while I read my book while people are walking down the street. And I go for a walk along the Thames River after passing by the London Eye and the Tower Bridge as the sun is setting. And I'm walking in Hyde Park and passing by Kensington Palace and Kensington Gardens, walking and talking on the phone with my parents. And it's just all so beautiful. It just is like it is so beautiful. I I just I love the architecture. I love the history. I love the mix of people. Like it's just a good fit for me. But a lot of Europe, it just feels like a fairy tale. It is just so beautiful. The buildings are so old, and I feel like a lot of the old architecture and designs were all there's just so much detail in terms of how things were built, whereas how we build things now, it's there's not as much detail, I guess, in a lot of the things that we build now. It's just more straight lines. If we're building a fence, for example, they used to have these like very ornate iron fences. And now it's just like kind of straight fences with kind of like cheap wood that we have. And we're like, you know, just not it's just, I don't know, like, I, it's just my opinion. I just think that it's very beautiful. It's like a fairy tale. Anyways, but yeah, those were some of the things I thought of why the US is great and how we're winning and if it is a good fit for you, then by all means, like the U.S. is a really wonderful country. There are many people all over the world who would love to live in the U.S. They would love to be there. I talk with people all the time. They're like, why did you leave the U.S.? It's the best country in the world. I have had a lot of people say that. So a lot of people think that the U.S. is wonderful. Um, it is a wonderful place to be. But I think that there are a lot of elements about Europe and just life in Europe, living here, that I think they do a lot better of a job at in terms of culture and just different things that they offer and just how life is very different here. So anyways, these are just some of the things that I had thought of, but I hope that you enjoyed this episode of the Move Abroad podcast. 
If you are interested in moving abroad, I do have a free guide called the five exact steps to move abroad. It's on my website, jordangiberson.com. You can find what the links are in the show notes in the description of this podcast episode. And if you're not following me on Instagram, I am jordan.giberson on Instagram. Also, lastly, if you are enjoying this podcast, you can leave me a review. I would love that. Um, We've done several podcasts now for a few weeks. So if you are interested in leaving me a review, if you are enjoying the podcast, then please do leave me a review. I would love that. And if you're not already following the podcast, then you can do that as well by hitting the follow button or the plus in Apple podcasts. So that would be much appreciated as well. And that way you can find out very quickly whenever I have a new podcast episode coming out. So anyways, that is it for me. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Move Abroad podcast. I will see you here again next Monday. Okay, bye.